Dad Drinking is brought to you by Side Project Jerky. Order now at sideprojectjerky.com for the holidays. Makes an amazing stocking stuffer and... An ornament. A great ornament. Welcome back to Dad Drinking. Oh my God, it's been forever. Jim, are you still alive? I am alive, Marcos, and I've been a dad since 09. <laughs> Me too. It's amazing. Long fucking time. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think people will remember since it's been t- over 30 days since we last met. I think they forgot. It's yeah. We apologize. We're we, really sorry. But you can find us on social media at Dad Drinking, yep. at Fidel Gastro, at JF Cosgrove 9. You can also find us at daddrinking.com. Where you can download the episodes. Right. And you can also check out the episodes via your favorite podcast app, be that Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or other stuff that I think we might be on. Uh, Anchor.fm. They keep keep telling us to move the hosting from Squarespace. Oh. Shout out Squarespace. Yeah, they've served us well. It's it's been good. One of the Uh, best things about Squarespace is the, the, I feel like the ability to add material to the website is very intuitive and simple. It's incredible. As long as you can remember the password. Right. You know? Right. Um, But I, I like... Particularly, I loved when you used to do like real fancy photos stuff. Yeah. We, we've gone away from that. We've gone lean more. We've leaned more into the social media. Listen, man, you want to schedule photo shoots? I mean, we haven't met for thirty days. That's like, true. We're, we're it's really tough, and, and we apologize for that. Look, w- what happened for us this time was we got there was a, a few factors. Yes. Um, yeah. Number one being Marcos turned forty, oh, a big God. four zero. Shush. Right, Marcos. Yes. Yes. This. He he and Mrs. Gasher watched a weekend marathon of This Is Forty. Yeah. We watched it three times. We watched Knocked Up. Seriously? No. Oh. no we didn't do any of that. <laughs> Paul Rudd, dude. You're the one with the Paul Rudd. I love crush. Paul Rudd. Yeah. I love him. I, I'm, I'm more of a Seth Rogen. Slap at the bass, man. Yeah. Seth Rogen's <laughs> my dude. He's like, man, I'm Seth Rogen. I, I, Seth Rogen. I like Seth Rogen, too. Yeah, no, I think he's good. I think he's good. Have you watched the, so my favorite, is his name Seth Rogen? Yeah, Seth Rogen. I was thinking of Joe Rogan for a little bit there. <laughs> That's not the same guy. It's like, it's so Seth Rogen, enough. my favorite Seth Rogen movie is uh, probably This Is The End. But I also really enjoyed Pineapple Express, mostly yeah. because mostly because of uh, Red in Pineapple Express. Who's Red? He was the uh, the dealer that was sitting there with shotgun, with gunshot wounds, that listening one. to Crossroads in the to- in the bathtub. <laughs> that wasn't Danny McBride. Was yes, it, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Danny, he's he's actually he's the unsung hero. He's amazing in most of those. He's movies. great. I, Eastbound and Down remains. Quite wow. possibly my favorite that, comedy series. That me too. Me too. The only thing that ruined it for me was that you know a lot of sports shows and movies. The actors clearly have never played sports before. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like this amazing pitcher, yeah. and he can barely throw a baseball. Uh, yeah. It's very clear to me. <laughs> so that gets frustrating. However, Listen, some people are drama people. Some people are athletes. You know who's a do it all? Five tool guy, Paul Rudd. Yeah? Yeah. God damn him. it. Anyway. What? But have you ever seen Paul Rudd throw a baseball? No. I'm sure he could. I feel like Paul Rudd would be like the ringer, though, in like the right. MTV, like rock jock. The uh, softball Basketball. Game. Or, or basketball, softball. yeah. 
Probably, probably softball yeah. more than basketball. Yeah, yeah. well, you Let's never be honest. Know. He's short. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> so while so while Marcos was watching the filmography of Paul Rudd, we uh, we also on my side of the ledger um, had some very strange scheduling difficulties. Thanksgiving was super early this year. It was super early. Very early. So. And- I think you may have had a, a series of unfortunate events as I well. I did. So the weekend before um, Thanksgiving, we were scheduled to have, and I got to say, it would have been two and a half, three weeks since our last episode. Yep. That would have been a perfect time to do it, right? Ideal. Ideal. However, I went out um, on the Friday that we were supposed to record, actually, that Friday night, I think. Yeah. And um, I had a very, you know, basic tuna poke salad on a romaine base. Little did I know at the time that that romaine was tainted with E. coli. Ooh. Yes. I don't know if you've ever had E. coli poisoning. However, I did. I'm for sure I have. That weekend. I tell you, it was like my stomach was doing somersaults. Ugh. And uh, like a speed bag. You know like those like boxing montages where they're working the speed bag really fast? Yeah. My stomach fell. Was the speed bag. Well, like the speed bag. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. An unknown heavyweight was inside there just That's jacking me up. awful. I, I didn't really have a lot of distress, gastrointestinal distress. However, I did sleep, and I never do this. From Saturday to Sunday, I slept 14 consecutive hours. Oh, my God. I was messed up. I could not handle it. I didn't feel better until the train ride home from New York on Monday. You after, know what else you After did? I went to work. What's that? You missed church. I did. I did. It's fucking okay. Fucking uh, Well, I think God would understand yeah, God would if understand. there were microorganisms fucking <laughs> punishing <laughs> But I didn't. So at the time, I didn't know what was going on. I, I thought it was just like a weird illness, but I'd never felt this way before. And then that Monday was when we realized that the romaine across the great states had been tainted by the E. coli man. Damn. Yeah. Big, so big, big romaine. Yeah, Fuck. big romaine. I think it's big arugula trying to keep romaine down, or Maybe. is it big kale? Someone's <laughs> no. fucking kale. Kale's been in the spotlight too long, anyway. Yeah. It's true. So, so then we had Thanksgiving, and then we had last weekend, which I guess was just a wash. Yeah. Um, and so now here we are. Here we are. So we're welcome, back. Welcome back, listeners. Thank yeah. you for sticking with us. We appreciate you. We love you. Again, please follow us and uh, subscribe, comment, what have you. Mailbag. We love. Uh, we love the last episode we had with Dan Endicott. Uh, Endicott yeah. from from uh, Forest of Maine was great because we got an overwhelming response on the uh, mailbag, which is fantastic. Mostly from Dean Klein and S. Keith J. <laughs> but That's okay. Nonetheless, it was, it was actually it was great. No, we, we really do love the, the interactive portion of the podcast, so, so please hit us up. H-M-U, or H-U-U, yeah. I guess, yeah. as it were. Mm-hmm. But um, that's great. So, Jim, how was your Thanksgiving? Talk to me. Do you host? It was good. We host. We actually have decided to host every year. We have this a pretty good... We, you put your foot down. Yeah. This is fucking it. I'm, it's easier. Yeah. We, we like doing it. It's fun. And this year was my side of the family. So we had... Last year, we had the Cuban-Dominican Thanksgiving. This yeah. year, we had the Gringo Thanksgiving. Okay. Very traditional. Did uh, a Martha Stewart... Herb rub recipe. Um, okay. I had a 21 and a half pound turkey. Damn. The stuffing in every but cavity possible. you have possible. two ovens, so you don't need to stress about. Two, yeah. And we had a pie oven, too. So we have, yeah, sorry, man. I didn't go to Penn, but I've got three ovens. <laughs> Listen, you don't, you don't have to go to Penn. And, that's, to and honestly, ovens. that's why we have, that's why we have the hosting duties every year because our kitchen is very easy. Because y'all be capable. We can run it, yeah. right? We can run it. We also have some good leafs on our tables so we can fit. Yeah. We had 13 adults and seven children. Yeah. That's a lot. That's that's 20 
20 minutes. people. Yeah. Now, a couple yeah. of them were babies, so they weren't really eating the turkey, but, you know, it was it was good. It was fun. What 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 turkey That's awesome. style did you guys pursue this year? So, so we toyed with the the idea of running it back with deep frying the turkey. Mhm. We unfortunately did not have as much oven space as others in this room <laughs> podcasting currently with us. But we did um Actually, so this summer I got a pig roasting box. Oh, yeah, for a, for a, another dad event, and we wound up roasting the turkeys in the pig roasting box, which nice. was great. So we did a. How many? You said turkeys. You turkeys, had more than one turkey. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't even own a gun, <laughs> let alone multiple guns, <laughs> which would necessitate a rack. A gun rack. A, a rack. <laughs> but no, we did. Uh, we did two turkeys. So I actually did a. White boy turkey, and I did a Cuban turkey. Nice. On your suggestion. You did the mojo? Yeah, I did the mojo. Which so, one tasted better? Uh, so, actually, the, the white boy turkey tasted better. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a traditional brined turkey. Okay. Um, but so, this roasting box, it's called the Caja China, mm-hmm. right? So, it's. Chinese box. Yes. For, the <laughs> <laughs> for listener Ted. Yes. Who, who loves to correct her pronunciation. Yes. Yeah. Ted O'Connor, did we pronounce that right? <laughs> it's Calvados. <laughs> but, yeah, so so basically it's, it's, like a, it's like a wooden box that's lined, like metal-lined wooden box, and then you put coals on top of it. So it, like, okay. cooks from above. It almost acts like a an outdoor convection oven. Okay. Yeah, a broiler, yeah. Um, so, so that was good. I was actually a little concerned with the 20 pound turkey because we ran out of charcoal, but it barely came up to temperature and we actually had eaten the whole Thanksgiving meal before we pulled the 20 pound turkey off, but we didn't even really need it. It was almost a 20 pound of the Cuban one. No, that was the brined one. Oh no, the Cuban one, but the Cuban one was great. I I love, you know, cumin, such a great spice. Mm -hmm. I would say it's the goat spice. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, or at least it, it ranks. Would you would you eat um, cumin rubbed goat braised goat? Oh my god! All all good. day, every day. Yeah. yeah. So, did you guys have any good cocktails at uh, Thanksgiving, or did you did you do all your cocktail up at uh, your fortieth birthday? Yeah. No. So we did some cocktailing up at the fortieth birthday. Um, I, I would say the the prime contender for the the best thing that I've had since we last met was a Del Maguey single village. Ooh. I think it was the Chichicapa or nice. Chichipaca. I Chichicapa. forget which one. Chichicapa. It was at Sisters in Brooklyn, I guess. Cool. I think it was on Flatbush Avenue. I don't know. Brooklyn's crazy now. It's like we lived there 10 years ago. It was not what it was today. New York's just fucking nuts. Like being away from New York after kind of being in it, like being away for so long is just, it's just crazy. Like, but you were there during the Flight of the Concords days, right? When uh, they were uh, pre. Pre-Flight of the Concords. Pre-Flight of the Concords. Actually, we lived in Brooklyn. I always I tell people, we lived in Brooklyn before Brooklyn was Brooklyn. Ooh. Yeah. So, You're and like that was. one-upper. Uh, yeah, yeah. Guess what? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there. We, we fucking, we blazed the trail. But you know what? It's fucked up. Because, like, we moved out to Brooklyn and we're out there, we're having a good time, and we're telling everybody, yeah, hey, Brooklyn's fucking great. And everyone's like, no, Manhattan, it's so awesome. And now everybody that I know since we've moved down here, they all live in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's because of Gossip Girl. <laughs> That's why. So uh, the best thing that 
I, ma- I actually made something that was the best thing. I tasted it, but I, I made it for someone else. I made it for my father after our Thanksgiving meal, which was widely acclaimed as the best Thanksgiving in years. Um, and I think it's right. because my, my sister actually fell asleep. Her kids got up so early, they were excited for Thanksgiving that uh, she, when they took a nap, she fell asleep. And she was responsible for the appetizers. Okay. So she got to my house very shortly before the meal was scheduled to go on the table. Um, with the appetizers. They made amazing buffalo chicken egg rolls. Ooh. Homemade. Very good. But um, so we ate kind of – one of the reasons why my bird was so great was because I just left – I turned the oven off and left it in there covered with foil. And it kind of rested while still cooking. And I think because it's such a heavy bird, sometimes the temperature is hard to gauge. It's, it's like so tough. deep in there on that breast, you know, yeah. you, you got some raw dog stuff. It didn't have it this time. It was great. We had so many good leftovers. Anyway, but the best thing, hours later, my dad comes up and he's like, hey, you know, I'd like a, I'd like a nightcap. You got a nightcap for me? And um, so I made him a nightcap. I went in and I just looked and, and thought, what will satisfy a guy who his go-to drink is a black Russian, right? Sweet as hell. Like he likes, he has a sweet tooth for alcohol. Yeah. So I gave him, I had some Montenegro leftover, some Amaro, and I had some Drambuie. And I basically mixed them in equal parts, put them in a little brandy glass with some rocks, and splashed some club soda on it. And he was very happy with it. I think that what he liked was the honey and the drambuie kind of cut some of the gentian herbaceous Amaro stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was great. And I, I tasted it before I gave it to him to make sure he'd like it. And I thought it was pretty good, even yeah. for me. I hate sweet stuff in my drinks. Yeah. Um, which is good because today we had something that's the opposite of sweet. Right. Yeah. Today we went with a Tom Collins. That's right. That's what we're drinking for this episode. This episode Tom Collins is the Tom Collins, and, and we wanted to do the Tom Collins because it's it's a drink that you all have heard of before, but you may not quite know what it is. Everybody knows. Yeah, it's a great name. They don't know what the Tom Collins is, no. but they know of the drink. Yeah, they've heard the of the Tom Collins. Yeah. Yes. You, all right. You know, you, you think Manhattan Martini, 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 Tom Collins. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and people largely know it's a gin drink, but we wanted to really explore it and and what we did was instead of making a Tom Collins, we put a dad drinking twist on it. Yes, we riffed. We riffed. So, we call this the Tim Van Collins. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it's actually not There's not a van in it. No, no van. <laughs> but it's but it's 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 actually made with um, two ounces of we use Geneva, a, yes. a Jong Geneva, which I'm sure again, listener Ted will say we pronounce the Dutch incorrectly, um, but that means young. I will say, Mr. Cosgrove, yes, that you clued me into the right pronunciation of Gouda cheese. Oh, really? Many years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't like what listener Ted does, where he shames you. <laughs> he sends you a Google translation file. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, you just <laughs> said, "Hey, you know what? It's pronounced Howda. It's not Gouda." And oh. it was like a nice thing. It wasn't mean like Ted was. <laughs> Love you, Ted. <laughs> so we so we decided to get some Geneva, which we got from Weigel. I think that's how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it looks like Wiggle without the extra G. Oh, that, that's a Pittsburgh. Are they at a Pittsburgh? They're a Pittsburgh whiskey brand, actually. But yeah. interestingly, so Geneva is the original gin, right, from from the Netherlands. Um, and Oud Geneva is an old one that is um, 
old, literally the, the recipe is like ancient from back in the day. Um, but it's made, it's the base spirit, but it's mixed with at least 15% malted wine. And malted wine is a d- distillate of three different grains, rye, wheat, and corn. Um, Weigel does it with rye, wheat, and uh, malted barley. So it does have a very, we, we actually took a little sip of the Geneva before we mix it up with the uh, second component, which, which typically is lemon. It's freshly squeezed lemon, but we used lime because we thought the lime would taste better with the Geneva. Absolutely. What was your impression of just when we drank the Geneva solo, what did you think about it? So it was a little bit of a mind fuck yeah. um, in, in the fact that it had a very like whiskey nose. It tasted, it tasted like a very young whiskey. You drink it, and then the finish had all of those botanicals. Right. And it was, it, it finished smooth. But it's got a funky beginning, But it's, right? yeah. The front it, is funky. The, yeah, the ex, I mean, it, it really, it smells like moonshine. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but then it, it does kind of finish a little ginny. Yeah. So, but not your typical gin. And, and the typical gin to use for a Tom Collins is Old Tom Gin, which actually is not the gin you find in your run-of-the-mill liquor store. Beef eater or... Right. Those are all dry gins. Old Tom Gin is a little sweeter, and that's the gin that was common in London in the mid-1800s when when gin cocktails started becoming popular. So this is an old-ass cocktail. It's old, yeah. Yeah. Actually, this cocktail started in 1830 in New York. It was a a revised... There was a gin punch that was made. Um, And the guy... I forget his name. And I don't have my notes. So was it Dave? <laughs> it was Dave. Yes, David. Or was it Tom? <laughs> <laughs> so this guy um, takes a very common gin punch recipe and decides to tell his local bartender, you know what? I, I, he's in the theater in New York, the theater. It's very theatrical. Theater. Decides instead of having the typical punch, which was gin with some maraschino liqueur, which we've had before, like Luxardo. Yeah. Um, and those types of things. He says, splash some club soda on that John for me. And, uh, and, and I'll take it that way. He then moves to London and brings the gin punch with him with the splash of club soda. And a guy at Garrick, um, takes it and makes it a drink that becomes pretty popular. And the bartender becomes very popular in London for it. That drink then moves back to Montreal somehow. And during the Civil War era in North America, and a lot of spies, Confederate spies that were in the North, would go to Montreal to have this, uh, have meetings, and they'd have these particular drinks. Interesting. And they brought it back to New York. So it started in New York and came back to New York, and and to the point where in 1874, this drink, which then was called gin punch with club soda, um, changed to a Tom Collins. Okay. And the reason it was called the Tom Collins is because of the great hoax. The Great Tom Hawk Collins Hoax of 1874, <laughs> which basically went like this. I'd be at a bar, and I'd see a drunk Marcos, like, slumped over the bar. I'm never drunk. And I'd, I go, up to, I'd go over to drunk Marcos, and I'd say, yo, man, are you Marcos? And you'd say, yes. And I would say, man, you're drunk. You're the guy that this guy was just talking about. He's talking mad trash on you. He was dragging you up and down, roasting you. You were terrible. You you just you. It was embarrassing. I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. <laughs> you were being cyberbullied. Yeah, and, and you 1800s. say you say who was this guy? I'm like his his handle was Tom Collins, right? <laughs> At Tom Collins At Tom, was throwing shade. Yeah. At Tom Collins is subtweeting you, 
<laughs> and so you you ask, where is this guy? And I tell you to get you out of the bar, basically, that he's down the street at the other bar, right? And you go chasing off after him, and you barge into the bar, and you say, where is Tom Collins? And people who are in on the hoax. That's exactly how That's how you sound. sound when you're trying, Where's Tom? You sound like <laughs> Will, Ferrell, Will Ferrell when he gets hit in the neck with the uh, donkey dart. Oh, my God. The Old School is such a good school. movie. Yeah. Such a good movie. So, so Marcos goes in, and he, uh, and he asks, where's Tom Collins? And someone directs him to another bar or across town or whatever. It got to the point where there were newspaper articles in 1874 about how these pranks turned bad. And people got beat up or hurt or injured. I think there were some deaths involved as well. So bartenders to short change or curtail the violence, when someone would come in looking for Tom Collins, not aware of this great hoax of 1874, they would hand them this drink, which was called a Tom Collins with Old Tom Gin, equal parts Old Tom Gin, lime ju- or lemon juice, simple syrup, and some club soda with some ice in a Collins glass, a tall Collins glass. That's great. It's an excellent story. It's so great. You would, you would hope, though, that this fucking drink would be refreshing or yeah. there would be like a, 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 pot, a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow or, yeah. or goose chase that no. you're being sent on. I mean, you're not going to remember this drink if you are the, you know, the town drunk. Right, However, the dupe. The dupe, right. yes. However, I, 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 I had very high expectations for Me too. this cocktail. Well, so we both like the funkiness of the Geneva, so we thought that would be in, an interesting twist. But what we didn't know was that was one of the original ways it was done with Geneva. If it was done with that, it was called a John Collins. Yes. And um, so we thought, eh, well, we're not going to mix the, the Geneva with lemon. Let's do it with lime. Yeah. And that's how we came up with the Tim Van Collins. And I think tasting the Geneva on its own, it, it really did warrant the lime versus the lemon. Right. Or, or at least that was the expectation. But the problem was, like, it, it was way too lime forward. It was, like, constricting our throats. It just wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it was fine. Yeah, I but think it wasn't something you'd order again. It was weird. The combination of, of, of the lime and the Geneva, too. I mean, it almost tasted like asphalt. It was... I, I'm kind of bummed. Like, I really wanted to love this drink. Yeah. And I don't think I did. I, I brought up when we were tasting it, I thought that the Geneva actually made it like a dirty limeade. Right? Like yeah. It almost like a, like a film of filth yeah. on it, which which the last time we talked about filth in a drink was when we had the Pisco. Yeah. But I think the Pisco actually blended a little bit better. Maybe it was because we had multiple um, liquors in that drink. True, um, true. But what, I think that after we had a few sips of the Tim Van Collins, we decided, let's add some orange bitters. Yeah, so we tried to riff. Right, we did a little riffing to make it a little more palatable. I think the orange helped... I think so too. Yeah, made it a little more, um, made it made the nose less astringent, but it oh, yeah. still didn't help with the constricting vocal cords. Yeah, and then you added a little aperol. Yeah, so I I did some some aperol, and I actually was hoping again. I think what this drink needs to be, um, just like the Drambuie Montenegro combo, I think it, it especially served in the in the uh, highball glass. The it Collins just, glass, actually. What the, what's, is it Collins glass? Yeah, yeah. it's called a Collins so, glass. So, it, which we actually we actually for the, one of the first times ever had the appropriate glassware yeah. for the drink. Nice which I, work. I'm happy about that. High five. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That so, was not sound effects. <laughs> now we'll get some sound effects going soon. Don't worry. But 
but it, I, I really, I, I wanted a, a sweet drink. Like, I wanted something that was, I guess, maybe a little more syrupy. And more it. happy. Tom Collins sounds like a happy guy. Yeah, dude. He's like, he's like a jolly, like, yeah. oh, Tom Collins. But but maybe that's the ultimate prank, right? Yeah. Fucking, you know, we're, we're at, you know, 200 years later, <laughs> like, this, this drink is still fucking with people, right? <laughs> So, I, I don't know. I mean, speaking of pranks. Yes. This reminds me, so I think we've talked about it on the, on the podcast before, but the, the whole, like, pretending something's happening that's not really happening, hoax-style thing. Oh, yeah. Reminded me, we, for people that haven't heard that episode, I'll just briefly say, I had a friend in law school who was really good at music, um, playing guitar, and we used to go out to bars and try and set them up with girls by, and this is in 2004 to 2000. Six, two thousand three to two thousand six. So in law school, law schoolish, yeah. You're and, a lawyer, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, but we would go out and and we would tell these ladies, "Hey, you see that guy over there, shy guy who is not making eye contact, is <laughs> not confident whatsoever. He's actually the lead guitarist for Three Doors Down." <laughs> and you know, he can be your Superman. Yeah. Is that the song they sang? Is that the, yeah? Oh, I don't know. Hey, if I can't you still even. Love that's me, right. But, yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's usually the bassist who's like the less mystery man. The con, although Mick Mars from Motley Crue, I mean, he was kind of like you know, was not the guy. Nikki Six, right, was the guy. Yeah, in Motley Crue. So I mean, I guess it, it varies from instrument to instrument. Needless to say, no girl was interested in meeting the lead guitarist from Three Doors Down. I, <laughs> Fake or real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just preposterous enough where maybe you might think we were telling the truth. Well, that's that. That's actually what makes a great prank. And I think that's why the Tom Collins prank worked well because you target the drunk, you say you you inflame their their passions, yeah, and then you send them on their way, which I think is a really funny thing to have them thinking about them like stumbling off in a rage. Yeah. Now it's a shame people got stabbed in the neck mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. that's just what I infer from the news articles. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's kind of like. I think that's it's harmless. I mean, it's certainly less harmless than the prank where one of my buddies took a shit on a plate and left it. Stop, no. On, yeah, that's, Stop. This is a family dude, show. It's, it's, dude, it's, it's college, right? So, so oh, I thought I, you were going to say this was like last week. No, 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 no. That, that would be wrong. I did just turn 40. I'm, I'm going to wait until I'm 70 for more fecal pranks. <laughs> But yeah, no, this this poor guy, like one of my roommates, <laughs> walks into his room. He's he's on the phone. I think we'd all just got cell phones. So we're this is this was a hey, this is your your roommate did this. It was a roommate on roommate crime. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> the worst part is, and 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 really like, uh, again. I mean, we know our audience. We, we know that nobody's really going to be shitting on a plate and leaving it on somebody's desk at this point in their life. I hope not. And if, if you are, shame on you. But, but what weird children think. But, but the, 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 I think the funniest thing about that was the fact that <laughs> it, it smelled so bad that they actually had to get saran wrap and wrap up the shit. Why so weird? The plate. They wrapped up the plate. <laughs> and even still, like this poor guy walks in, he's like on the phone with his girlfriend. He's like, hey, how's it going? Oh god, I fuck up. what is this? <laughs> Fucked up, dudes. 
If, if, if my college roommates are listening, I love you, but that was a fucked up prank. That was, that's disgusting. Yeah, not, like, Tom Collins, like, chasing around harmless. Phantoms, yeah. Yeah. Poop on the plate. All right, so I've got a college one, too. Um, Talk to me. In, in college, we had, uh, in our dorm, we had the showers where you had a shower curtain, and you'd walk into past the shower curtain. There was a little ante room before the actual stall where you showered, now, right? Were you, I guess it was Notre Dame, so no, it wasn't co-ed. No co-ed. Okay. It was okay. all boys. All right. Okay. So, but, yeah. But still, like, you That's an sh- important component. I'm glad you asked that, because the story will take a turn here. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I was so embarrassed, because they actually, like, in college... We didn't have, they didn't put toilet paper in what? the community bathroom. Why? I, I don't know. I really don't. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, like, you had to walk down That's the hall. It's making me anxious just thinking about it now. <laughs> you had to walk down the hall with a roll of toilet And we had co-ed dorms. So it's kind of like. That's, yeah, they know what like, you're doing. Hey. If you're a guy, yeah. Yep. It's like, yep, don't, don't mind me. Don't mind me. Yeah. Just dropping a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> so, so ours, ours is a little easier, yes. right? Because it was all guys. It wasn't really that big of a deal. But one of the big, and we all lived. So it, there was no Greek system there. So your dorm was kind of like your frat. Okay. And you lived with a mix of of different aged people, right? Okay. So as freshman, I was put on a hall with forty other guys or thirty nine other guys, and about ten That's of a them. Big hall. Yeah. Well, that was just one wing, right? But Damn. ten of them were, ten of them were freshmen like me. And we, you go into the ante room, right? You pull the curtain to the side. Ante room is a little bench, a, ta- a hook for your towel and your whatever, your shorts or whatever you're, you're bringing in there with you. And you can put the, your basket of toiletries oh on the bench. Oh, my God. I was so right? excited to get the basket. You like the basket? <laughs> Freshman year. I was so pumped. Yeah. Like, they sold that. They sold out of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was a thing. The container store loves college. <laughs> so then you can go into the – there's a second shower curtain where you can yeah. go in and take a shower. Now, while you're showering, that curtain obviously is shut, right, because you don't want the water to come out and hit the bench and hit all your stuff. And the shower is loud. So you don't hear when the upperclassmen come in, quietly and covertly open the anteroom shower curtain and take your towel and your shorts or whatever else you have and leave you with the basket because you have to wash yourself, yeah. right? And, and every single freshman got their towel stolen within the first week. I saw a couple of my buddies get their towel stolen, and I thought, man, if that happens to me, I know what I'm doing. So sure enough, one – I think it was a Friday evening um, – I walk. I open up my my curtain to my shower, and I realize my towel and my shorts are gone, and just my basket is there. So I take that basket and my other basket, and I just walk out into the hallway, completely nude. Yeah. I knocked on every door of every room in my section, asking who had seen my towel and where it went, completely nude, <laughs> with no shame. And I guarantee you, not once did that happen ever again the yeah. rest of my career. It was amazing. No. It was great. And the guys were cracking up. Like people were they, they still tell stories that, that I would is, just walk in. That's they were hanging out with their girlfriends. I didn't care. I walked in. Listen, I mean, if someone's gonna steal your shit, like yeah. what, what are you gonna do? Like, like walk It's like, like the equivalent of like fighting the first day you're in prison. Yeah. Right? You gotta I, show what you're made of. Without a doubt. Yeah. With, without a doubt. You're I, not gonna I, shame me. I respect that. I respect that. However, so how do we feel about just locker room nakedness in general? So I've, I've been working out recently. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where yeah, are you going so, these days? Planet Fitness? No. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. LA Fitness? No. So so my 
there's a gym in the adjacent office building. Okay. Like so, it's same same developer. So we have it's actually nice. It's on like the 49th floor. You get this nice view. It's it's wonderful. Um, but just you know, general like locker room shit. Like there's always like old naked dude. Yeah. Old naked dude is is prevalent. I, I don't. I, I don't. You can't avoid him. I don't fucking get it. And you just don't make eye contact with them. My question, or just like just me, just ruminating on this whole thing is, is was old naked dude always just old naked dude, or did he evolve into old naked dude? I no. I, I honestly think those guys came up in an era when they, they were probably athletes, when athletes just basically walked around naked. In the locker room, kind yeah, you know, like there was not that was just part of their their whole thing, and I I I I've been face to sack, um, not very close, but with an old guy who showered at the Y with the curtain open and his front full frontal facing out into the common area while he soaped up everything. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, dude, I remember at, at a very young age being at the Deseret Gym in Salt Lake City. This dude was, like, blow-drying his fucking pubes. And he's just like, it's like, come on, guys. Like, do you really want to be fucking, like, naked as shit? around like all it, I, I, I don't know. I did actually, I heard a great story from a friend about Ed Rendell. Now. And the... The former mayor and governor. Of. Yeah. Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Respectively. Um, You know, about the largesse of his, you know. Being. Sack. (laughs) Gross. I guess he was at the Bellevue. Yeah, no, seriously. Ask this dude. His his name is Mark Friedman. Uh, It's one of his favorite stories to uh, tell. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. So let's get back to the Tim Van Collins. do Do you think that Ed Rendell would drink a Tim Van Collins? Only if he's low-key gay. Oh. <laughs> really? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... Nothing wrong with that, but I think that when if we're going to discuss what type of dad drinks the Tom Collins, mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, I don't know, I feel like it's low-key gay dad. Right. Like you don't think that a guy, that an openly gay dad would drink this because it's just, just gross, right? Yeah, no, like, I mean, like, this is... Like he's this willing is, to... This, this is, is not a fabulous cocktail. No, this is a dad who's willing to drink something for appearance's sake. Exactly. But really doesn't like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think we've already discussed that the joke's on us with this cocktail. Yeah. This is not a good no. cocktail. We are the drunks at the bar that got sent around the city looking yeah. for Tom Collins. Fuck. We found him. We found We are... And the joke is on us. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I was thinking about what type of dad drinks this, I was thinking of, like, a... Dad joke, dad, like a guy who says, "Hey, uh, what's a ghost's favorite type of food? <laughs> Booberries, <laughs> right?" And then, you know, because he's going to be happy with anything if that's the kind of jokes he's bringing to the table. I have a general fear of elevators, but I'm taking steps to improve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I love dad jokes. Yeah. They're but, great. But so, so right. So they're so you're willing to accept such a low level of comedy, you're also going to be able to accept such a low level of an alcoholic drink, of a True. cocktail, right? Yeah. That's that's where I was going, but I think low-key uh, homosexual dad. 
is probably more. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that. Well, I mean, we're we're what we're 23 episodes in. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're running we're really, out of dads. <laughs> we're running yeah. out of dads. I mean, that's a legit dad. Yo, hit us up on the mailbag. We all know dads. Let let us know that are low-key gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about out there. Um, do you want to do? Do you think it's time for a little fast casual? Are we ready for fast? I think casual? so. I think so. Shit, this is gonna be a short episode. No, it's gonna be a great episode. All right. Yeah. Be, well, it's gonna be I mean, a great it's, episode. It's always a great episode. Yeah. It's always. By just, the time we wrap up these meandering conversations, it'll be forty minutes. That's we'll, true. We'll be good. So this will be, I guess, maybe a slow casual. Yeah. I mean, it'll be casual. It'll be a casual question yeah. and answer period. Um, I was gonna say like. What's the worst you've ever been pranked? Like, did you ever feel like a complete dupe other than tonight? No, I used to, I used to get sad when I you know what I got I got toilet papered a couple of times. Did you? Yeah, growing up. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like uh, you know, everyone's like you know bully culture and you know don't be a fucking bully and just be a nice fucking person. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of sad that that's a very recent thing. Like yeah. people love. To fuck with other people, mm-hmm. you know, even my kids, like not with other kids, they like to fuck with me. Yeah, which I guess that's fine, you know, since it's a shame that my children bully me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess maybe it's not bullying; it's more like just straight up disrespect. Um, you know, they always like look at me and laugh after I'm like. <laughs> Like, don't do that. Like, don't do that thing. And then they just do that thing. And then they look at me. Oh, and they're like, come at me, bro. It's like a fucking naked dude in the locker room. It's like, yeah. I'm naked. What are you going to do about yeah. it? God, fucking asshole kids. Love them. Love them. See, but you don't have a, you don't have a particular I'm pranking tr- story. I'm, just I'm a trying to friend. think of, of when I've been fucked with. But I, I can't, like... I guess maybe just people just talk shit about me behind my back mm-hmm. more than anything. I, I really I can't. This. What about you? What about you? Uh, well, I was going to say one of my most disappointing pranks that was, that was against me was, again, in college. We had doors that uh, faced the main hallway, but they would open inward, right? And so when you – because you don't want to be, like, walking down a hallway and then a door open out. Yeah, and, like, I think that's – Crack a, into someone. I think it's, it's against building st- code. Right. So I think it's pretty standard in I'm hotels in and in – um, hotels, dorm rooms, anything, apartment buildings, they all open inward, right? And so these unscrupulous uh, deviants would fill our little, um, you know, waste baskets. waste basket size trash cans that were uh, not mesh, so they, they retained liquid. We actually used to mix drinks and punches in these trash cans Skippy. For, for parties. Skippy, yeah. Um, same Skippy trash cans, but they would fill it with water from the toilets and the bathrooms, and they would uh, lean it against your door so that when you opened the door, the toilet water would rush into your room and soak your carpet. Um, and, and I, I just, like it's such a dick move. It was terrible. Like when they did it to us, it it washed in. It soaked my sneakers and my socks when I opened the door, plus my carpet, and it just smelled so musty in there. For basically the rest of the semester, you it was were terrible. breathing in mold. Like basically, like you should go get your lungs checked. Yeah, I mean, basically, it, it was it was terrible. It did was, you but, have fire sneakers? Like, did you have like the hot? No, sneakers? no, it wasn't a sneaker culture it, at the University of Notre Dame. Do you no, balance? It was. It was probably like, 
You know what it probably was? Like a shell top uh, Adidas flat. Not That's, the new, the, but the old Superstar. The older style, not the, yeah. Not the Superstar 2000s. I, I don't know what that Those means. Those things are terrible. I don't know what that means. Just the old style ones with just like the three stripes and the white and the little like yeah. plastic like ridge on the front, right? Love it, love it. Uh, that's probably what it was. But I remember th- being very disappointed when they did that um, because then they, they tried to throw, like almost like tarring and feathering someone. They knocked again, and we opened, and they threw like all of this like candy that had been unwrapped, like nerds or something, onto the carpet so it would stick and get stuck. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. And, I, and, and here's the thing about me. Like I was like challenging everyone to yeah. you know, step up and um, – it probably wasn't the best idea as a freshman to challenge like all these older guys, but you know, kind of earned their respect a little bit. Um, but it was it was not good. It was not great. You know, I think I think that there's a, a balance of that kind of respect your out elders, not howlers, elders, mm-hmm. and just not being like the, the fucking dupe, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I, I never like I. I always my my main thing with my kids is is I tell them. Look, like just because someone's older than you doesn't mean they're smarter or better or nicer. Just treat them like you treat anyone else. Yeah. Don't give them any extra respect just because they're a couple years older than you. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. I never understood that. Like the whole thing, and I didn't have to go through Greek culture, but I would never have rushed because I don't think I could have like handled the pledge process from what I hear about it. Right? Like I I would not have. I was just I was sucked kinda, it up. I was kind of shitty about it. I I. I wrote my own ticket with it um but it was it because it's also it's like it's like you're really gonna like try and like shame me or belittle me right. or, or like and then pretend these, we're all best friends and then like we're we're like in a bond i mean yeah. and and i think there is a bonding aspect to it I, I think it's unfortunate that there is a like the greek culture does get a bad rap because it's fucking bullshit it's total bullshit but i think at the end of the day it's like you, you kind of force yourself into this whatever it is. Um, but I, coterie, you know, social coterie. Social, yeah. No, I mean, look, it's, uh, I, I guess for all intents and purposes, it's bullshit. But uh, I did I did all right with it. I mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't my priority. I mean, I, I feel like I, I personally like to exist on the periphery of any, any sort of real group community yeah. or or group but i'm also a fucking weirdo so <laughs> that's that's the other problem is like yeah. i don't really fit in anywhere <laughs> i'll get so. out of here so so um what's the best thing about greek life from at, a, at, at the university of pennsylvania and ivy league school that you attended well so uh, objectively speaking and and it's and this is this is a this is like a very kind of superficial thing just go be ivy why don't you just be <laughs> ivy dog no but honestly it was, it was the network I, yeah. I honestly feel like like the best opportunity of of being involved in greek culture was you met people that weren't in your class so you met upperclassmen right and then when you were older you you know you met the underclassmen and that was actually a cool thing because you really like multiplied your network by right. four. No, so and, that makes sense because it's how our dorms were. Like, yeah. like I said, they, you basically didn't move away from your dorm until you were a senior. Yeah. And so you met, I, I have a good multiple of four set of connections too. Unfortunately, we're all Shanty Irish, so we don't like 
help each other out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, dude, Michael Milken's kid was in my fraternity, and I mean, I didn't really leverage that connection. Right. But uh, I did Obviously. smoke his weed. He had really well, good weed. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's it's there's there's like a a bullshit thing to it, but it, it's also great. I mean, I think just college in general is like. It was awesome. I was I was very I feel very blessed and, and fortunate to have been able to, you know, spend those four years too blessed to be stressed. Yeah. That's the way we live our life. Yeah. What's your favorite Paul Rudd movie? <laughs> Knocked up. But he really? wasn't really the main guy. It was no. Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, was he in Clueless? Yeah, he was in Clueless. I listen. I I like Paul Rudd, but I, do I not don't love Paul Rudd. I don't, I don't love Paul Rudd like you do. <laughs> let's let's really like let's ask the real question. What's your favorite Paul Rudd movie? So so it's called The Shape of Things. Okay. It has Gretchen Maul. It has Rachel Weiss. Okay. Rachel Weiss um, is a edgy art student. Which number one, I love Rachel Weiss's whole thing she's got going. But then when she's an edgy art student, on top of that. Even better. Okay. Paul Rudd is an unassuming, nerdy um, museum guard who, okay. catch it, who catches Rachel defacing a statue. Like Banksy. Yes. Rachel Vice is Banksy. She is. I think she might be, actually. Shit. She created that shredder, um, <laughs> which is great, by the way. We can talk about that, that was, another time. That was kind of cool. It was cool. pretty we, awesome. We'll talk about that At the auction episode. house. So anyway. Everyone uh, was so horrified. They were horrified. It was great. I loved it. I feel like the, the entire art world is in on the Banksy thing, though. I yeah, feel like, sure. yeah. They're like, okay, like guys, they look didn't horrified. Know there was a heavy frame with a shredder built into it. Like, oh, we have a frame that's like 17 inches <laughs> thick at the base. Get out of here. Anyway. Um, so, so, and when they're like, oh, when you, when you hang this frame, make sure you plug it in. Right? Make sure it's plugged in. Don't worry about why you have to plug it in, but plug it in, okay? Just in case. And then when, when, you, when, the, when the auction is won, just when you take it on the press the button on the side of the frame so that it starts yeah. moving. Like, get art, out of here. Art is bullshit. Get art, out of here. Art is just as I, much I love art. of a fucking fraternity as fraternities. Yes, it is. You know what art is? It is the group so, of people that did the great Tom Collins hoax of 1874. Yes. Yeah. Fucking dicks. Yeah. Anyway, back to the shape of things. Yes. You have this young Rachel Weiss, beautiful, young Paul Rudd, nerdy. If you could see Jim waxing poetic <laughs> about the shape of things right now. It's great. And the might, thing is, you might be scared. There's a huge twist. Should I, should I ruin it for everyone? I don't want I, to. I don't know. I think you should just recommend the shape of I, things. You should check it out. For our listeners. The twist is huge at the end. Huge. Poor Paul Rudd. Yeah. Poor Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the Although bullying. he does, you know, slap at the base. Yeah, he's slapping the base. The Rachel Vase. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I Love You, Man, I think it's pretty good. Oh, that's really good. I that's love that good. one, too. That's it. What's that guy's name in that? The uh, tall guy? Jason Siegel? Yeah. Jeremy Siegel? Jason, Jason, Jason I like Siegel. Him. He's a nice guy. He's, he's good. I mean, that whole crew of people, yeah. other than Jonah Hill. Why do you like him? I don't know. He was he got, hilarious. He in the, skinny, in, and then he fucking, like, the end. Rip, he ripped off kids. This is the end is with hilarious. With the mid-90s. Did you see the mid-90s no, movie yet? absolutely not. It's Jonah Hill's You saw kids, right? Yes. Yeah, well, so I think it's a kid's ripoff. Everyone's like, give it a chance. They should, uh, really good. They should make a, a, a remake or a sequel of kids called Play. <laughs> you can get the, the set. It's a perfect But wait, what, what happens in Play? 
because know. everyone has AIDS. In yeah. Kids. So it's kids like kids was dark, dude. Right. No, but but kids when they when it's play, they've accepted their plight and they live life to the fullest. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. There you go. That's cool. I think we should wrap it up. This is getting weird. <laughs> Dude, we 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 had low key gay dad. We AIDS. had you and your low key gay crush on Paul Rudd. Again, nothing wrong nothing with good. any of this no, stuff. Not at all. We're getting into kids and my hatred of Jonah Hill. Not at all. Mostly just jealousy, like Guy Fieri. Yeah, oh my god. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we. This is a solid return. Yeah. To form. Welcome back to us. Well, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, partially so drunk. <laughs> partially uh, drunk after one Tim Van Collins. Yeah. But seriously though, guys, uh, check out sideprojectjerky.com for all your Christmas gift Great needs. Great sponsors. They love us. Wonderful sponsors. Uh, you can check us out at daddrinking.com. You can follow us at daddrinking on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can try and follow Jim Cosgrove at jfcosgrove9. You can follow me at Fidel Gastro. And um, we hope you enjoy your holidays. We, uh, we'll be back, man. We'll be back. Yes. Just we're, in case, we're, no, though. No, no, no. We're going to give them, we're we're gonna gonna give them one more, maybe at least two. one more, maybe two before maybe Christmas. Two. Right, might not come out. Might not come out before Christmas. Yeah, true. All right, and then one before the New Year. We're gonna give you three more before the New Year. How I like that, it, guys. Okay, so goals. But hold up your end of the bargain, people, and give us some questions. Squad goals. Mm-hmm. Three before 2019. Mm. All right. Ooh wee. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Love you. Cheers. Bye.